Half the Hype. I'm your host as always, Brian Dressel. With me as always is no one. Uh, me. <laughs> the re- and the refrigerator, depending on <clears throat> how much that concerns. Yeah, the refrigerator's definitely in the room with us. Uh, and this one does not have an off switch, and nor can I climb behind it and unplug it. And nope. I wasn't about to turn off power to our entire apartment nope. for it. Uh, so you can hear Chewy Darso is here. I am. Uh, Hi. My, my wife. Most, uh, most of the time. Well, not really. If you look at all of time, you've been my wife for a very little time. Yeah. Yeah, so not most of time. Most all of the time I said now. most of the time. Uh, was, oh, I'm talking about like the time. Like time, never mind. It was a a long-winded joke that wasn't going to be funny. Um, So this week, uh, we had a bit of a scheduling snafu uh, where I did not realize how long my dad was going to be in town and thought I was going to be able to take two hours to record a podcast and then realized he's only really in town for a day and I really wanted to see my dad. So we had to cancel the podcast, shift things around, and move up our special episode, which I actually have been planning. This isn't a total shit show, what the fuck are we doing? It was a planned episode uh, and I'm calling it Couples Night. Couples Night. Couples Movie Night. Aww. Now, that does not mean that it only has to be people in a relationship. John and I might do one of these. That'd be weird. It'd only be weird if we banged afterwards. Will you cuddle all under the same blanket? I mean, of course. Yeah, I honestly don't know. Do you think John's a cuddler? There's a question for the ages. With you, that's more the question. I'm very cuddly. You are. <laughs> I feel uh, like we'd be making John uncomfortable just for this conversation. I'm hoping that he listens to this and gets really red in the face. I hope Jandy's next to him and laughing. And just going, you're not a cuddler at all. You wouldn't cuddle <laughs> with either one of them. He cuddles with his daughters. He does. But yeah, that's a dad thing. I cuddle with Corin all the time. And that's really the only guy I cuddle with on a regular basis. Uh, so we're going to start with a little bit of a where have you been doing, and then we'll move into uh, today's episode, which I will describe when we get there. Uh, but I don't want to break tradition too much. This is after the hype, after all. So I will say very quickly what I have been up to recently, which is reading all of my comics. Since becoming a dad, I have fallen way behind in my comic book reading. I used to keep up with them. I'd buy them that week, I'd read them that week. And now I buy them that week, and I read them three weeks later, if not a month to a month and a half later. It's very frustrating. Um, but the one that I'll talk about today is Donny Cates' Guardians of the Galaxy from Marvel. Uh, I'm not a big Marvel guy, as anyone who listens to our show probably knows. I love Marvel. I just prefer DC. Uh, but this book was incredible. I cannot recommend it highly enough if you're not reading it. If you're a fan of Guardians in any way, shape, or form, pick this one up. You, there will be some things you don't understand if you haven't been reading, reading Marvel lately, especially if you didn't read the, uh, the new Infinity Wars. But that's fine. Uh, they explain it enough. You'll get it. And the art's great. The writing's great. Everything about it's great. I, I don't want to spoil anything. I think people should just go out there and pick it up. Uh, that's it for me, though. Cherry, what about you? Anything you've been doing? Where have you been doing it? Uh, I have caught up on a couple shows you don't care to watch. Law & Order SVU I'm still show. keeping up with. And they had a bottle episode recently, which is not really their style. They were doing something different. Like, they were mixing it up. So the entire episode is centered on them, the detectives waiting to be called to be witnesses in a trial against a woman who shot and killed her cop husband. Uh, And essentially they are weighing the morality of telling the truth versus what they believe the perceived victim deserves. 
the whole episode to me felt like an allegory for like almost Democrats right now and how they're always like, well, when they go low, we go high. And at this point, most of us are like, well, that's not working. They keep going lower and are going high. doesn't seem to be helping anything. There's no bottom to the Republican Party. That's <laughs> um, too political, but... They keep to their high ground and the woman definitely goes to jail for the rest of her life. And the whole, and then the end of the episode is like, was that the right decision? Was it a good episode, though? It required a lot more out of a, its viewership than SV usually does, because it's a procedural. So when they do episodes that change that procedure up, it's a little bit of a shock to the system. So I'd say yes, it's a good episode. Yeah, I think it was, I think it was a pretty good episode. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever watch it. No, you won't. But, uh, yeah. Uh, so that's the end of Where Have You Been Doing? Because there's only two of us here. Yeah. So I'm sorry if mine was a little more long-winded. Uh, it was edited. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they have no idea how much you talked. Uh, <laughs> they don't know how much I talked. I definitely cut part of mine out. I knew it as I said it. Uh, so today's episode, we, we've been trying to think about a way to do new episodes where we can cover more movies, but they're not battles, and they're not, like, the secret Santa things. Like, there's so many movies out there, and so many that we want to talk about, and I've been trying to workshop an idea of sharing movies with each other. That's kind of where the secret than- Santa thing came from. And this one I thought would be a little bit better, of, like, one of us picks a movie that they know the other person hasn't seen, and then you reciprocate. Uh, and it was going to be a double Denzel night, and then... After I saw Chewie's movie, I'm like, I can't. All my Denzel movies are too good. I can't pair them with this <laughs> wonderful piece of cinema. What are you talking uh, about? And that was Virtuosity. Virtuosity. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, we'll, we'll get there in a moment. And then I, after seeing Virtuosity, I'm like, okay. So Virtuosity is a movie from the 90s. Everyone has forgotten about it. Hey. Everyone has forgotten about it. Uh, I, I, I talk about it. General population has forgotten about it. I don't know yeah. why I went for a prison thing there. Uh, well, yeah. It works. There's a prison in the movie. There is a prison in the movie. It works. A really weird one. Yeah, let's call it a prison. Let's call it Assassin's Creed with Michael Fassbender for some reason. I did think of that too. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> it's some uh, similarities. Why though? It doesn't matter. Uh, that's more of a complaint at Assassin's Creed than it is at Virtuosity. I to be think fair. there's more fans of Virtuosity out there. Yeah, clearly, they made fucking Assassin's Creed. Uh, and then my movie. So after watching all of that, uh, I had to think of like, what's a movie that I liked that was like futuristic but wrong like this is what the future is going to be no it's fucking not and it's just kind of dated and weird but for some reason it just stuck in my head and i couldn't get rid of it and i just loved it for what it was and that was titan ae uh I, even so much so that i recently bought it at a goodwill because i'd never thought about buying it like for one dollar how do i not buy this and then you i just don't spend the dollar no that doesn't make sense yeah. it's titan ae we had to own it we had to own it we had to own it own it all right, really quick before we get too far into this, we should do just a really quick summary. I'm not going to do like 30-second bre- breakdown style or anything like that. Like I don't want This is just a happy couple talking about movies we watch together. Not at all trying to compete with each other and having a better movie because that would be ridiculous. I'd win. Uh, <laughs> I thought we were supposed to be a happy couple. That's true. But I know I don't have Russell Crowe in my movie. So yeah, you don't. I really don't. Nope. Uh, so I will let the Russell Crowe movie go first. Just a really quick summary so that when we talk about it, people aren't totally lost. Okay. 
This movie came out in 95. Yep. Uh, I think it's based in 1998 or 9. Honestly, I don't remember what year it's supposed to be in. I believe 99. Uh, but it's in the future. And in the future, they're trying to solve crimes by creating a virtual reality serial killer. And they try to use it at, to train cops. But first, they're testing it out on criminals. And somehow things run amok. And then there's amok, this... Amok, amok. Yeah, amok. And then there's this not android, not robot, biotech thingy majig, played by Russell Crowe, who goes out and starts killing people, and it's crazy. That works. Uh, Titan AE is the same movie. So we're done. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, so Titan AE uh, came out in the year 2000. It's about... Uh, the Earth has been destroyed by an alien race called the Dredge. Uh, they hate humanity for reasons. Um, they never say. I said for reasons. Uh, and Lil Cal, Lil Matt Damon, uh, goes out into space with some people, not his dad. And his dad flew away on the Titan as though Earth was exploding. And somehow between then and now got murdered and hid the Titan somewhere. And gave his son a ring that can magically lead him to the Titan. And the most of the movie is a, a race to the Titan to turn the Titan on and create a new world. Bob. Bob. The planet Bob. Okay. <laughs> I, I still hold that I enjoy that. Bob is a good name for a cat. Bob is a terrible name for a cat. Right. Excellent name for a planet. Uh, Either way, that's it. Alright, all right, let's get started. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I'm going to let Chewie go first and describe why this was the movie that I had to see. Virtuosity? Yes. Virtuosity. Virtuosity. Just so you know, it's virtuosity. Curiosity of virtuosity. I yes. had none. Totally. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> well, this was another one of those movies that a very young Chewie saw, most likely alone at home on the television. And young Chewie went, damn, Russell Crowe looks great in a green suit. Uh, Russell Crowe also looks amazing in a purple suit. But beyond that, it is just a bonkers movie. Honestly, one of my love-hate relationships in cinema is 90s ideas of technology. <laughs> oh my god, like, and then when we were watching this movie, I never you know bother to look into the director and then brian blurts out that this guy also did lawnmower man i'm like oh my god that makes perfect sense it fits <laughs> <laughs> except this movie is better than lawnmower man i don't even like lawnmower man but brian's a huge fan of hackers and I, well hackers is the best about it all yeah. yeah but just oof the 90s idea of what the internet is and what it's capable of was amazing and, and just wrong it's so wrong. <laughs> just, just across the board, wrong. <laughs> I mean, it was new. You don't know. It wasn't that new, It's not, like Logan's run in the 70s was so wrong. I feel like that was closer <laughs> than virtuosity. Sure. Like, Logan's run at least got the idea that we're only going to really care about people in their 20s. <laughs> For the rest of time. Like, that, that kind of made sense. Because once you hit 30, nobody cares about you anymore. Yeah, but somehow we got more Puritan towards nipples since Logan's run. That's true. There are a lot of nipples in Logan's run. Yeah, and they're And it's all, PG. Yeah. They run through an orgy. Yeah. That movie's so weird. <laughs> uh, and this movie is also very weird. And in my 
thought process of it about how to relate this movie to things that Brian loves, I came up with the, it's kind of like Batman and the Joker. Denzel's Batman. He lost some... Quick pause. Denzel should be Batman. I am so on board for a Denzel Washington Batman movie. I mean, he would be very... He'd, be, he'd do old Batman right now. Again. Oh my god. If you do but, like Dark Knight Returns with Denzel as Batman, he'd be an amazing Batman. He honestly would. Uh, but so it's the same sort of thing. He's really angry because this maniacal dude killed his family, and now some evil scientist put that dude into another dude, and now that dude is running amok in Los Angeles. And now I don't watch Good Burger and hear the song, You're a dude, I'm a dude, we're all dudes, yeah. Yeah, and but that dude is played by Russell Crowe, and oh my god. This is the role, unlike anything else that Russell Crowe's ever done. I will argue that. I mean, I haven't seen every Russell Crowe movie, but usually he's playing just the macho, super serious men. And no, that's Denzel in this movie. Russell Crowe is hammering it up. He's chewing that scenery. He's acting weird. He's all, like, funny and cute. And he's just having fun killing people. I, I don't... This is where I'm going to jump in a little bit. Because I, I feel like when you wanted me to watch this movie, you kept saying, like, it's a Denzel movie. and like Because that's one of the only Denzel movies you've seen. Because Denzel's just one of those weird... Blank spots. Blank spots. That you, you, for some reason, you're just... And I love drunk. Denzel in this movie. He's very good in it. But I feel like if you had pitched this as more of a Russell Crowe movie, and, like, you need to see this because <laughs> Russell Crowe never did this performance again. And that's I, not like his shtick. It's not like... Uh, it's been so long since I've actually watched it myself, I forgot how bonkers he is. He, it's, he's zany. He is the he is Jack Nicholson's Joker. Like, Jack Nicholson's Joker, when he's listening to Prince destroying the weird museum restaurant oh, that they're totally. in. Oh, totally. But he's that the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's too... He's even, he wears green and purple. He wears green and purple. Like, he is... He is Jack Nicholson's Joker. Like, I feel like... You even said this while we were watching it. If they had redone... If they had... Fuck off, Jared Leto, which I think we all agree with at this point. I think he was an interesting choice, but they gambled and lost. If they had gambled on Russell Crowe, after seeing this movie, he'd be a little chubby for a Joker, but... He could lose the weight. He could, well, he, he's that, older. Get on that superhero diet. Yeah, he yeah. gets on the superhero yeah, diet. Hang out with Chris Pratt and Hemsworth. <laughs> yeah, just hang out with the Chrises. Hang out with the Chrises. <laughs> He would have been an amazing joke, and I never would have ever thought that had I not watched this movie. And I've told Chewie, uh, what, 10, 15, 20,000 times since watching it, I will never watch this again. It's horrible. It is just horrible. It's not that bad. It's that bad. It, but it's definitely worth one watch. It is so worth that one watch. And I would actually, I would watch it again just for Russell Crowe. Like, everything I enjoyed about the movie is Russell Crowe. Yeah. It's just a shame that the rest of the movie isn't up there with him. Yeah, because the rest of the movie wants to take itself so seriously. Like, yeah. this is serious sci-fi, guys. This is a serious sci-fi murder mystery, gonna catch the bad guy. Russell Crowe's just out there going, oh my god, this is crazy. Yeah, Russell Crowe is a virtual reality system, not an AI they never say AI. They never say AI, but he Which, definitely is. But he is. They should say AI. They even AI. say he's evolving yeah, yeah. in the movie at one point. <laughs> uh, but... 
They do. He's evolving. Yeah, you, you just, I just lost my entire train of thought with he's evolving. God, that movie's, it's, it's a bad movie. Like, it's just a bad movie. But, Russell Crowe, like, just because you'll never see this performance out of him anywhere again. No. Like, even, like, when he does comedy roles, he's still kind of, he's not necessarily He's this, always playing the gruff dude. Yeah, he's the gruff dude. He's not the straight man, per se, but he's more of the straight man to whoever the zany person is. But he's zany. He's whimsical. He's just everything you don't expect to see Russell yeah. Crowe. You can't watch The Insider and then watch this and think it's the same guy. Yeah. Like, it's so out he, there. He's, like, the maniacal version of... Uh, Hannibal Lecter, almost. Sure, I guess. Like, it's, I, I don't know. I mean, well, that no, might be a stretch. Because Hannibal Lecter, I mean, he has Hannibal that Lecter maniacal, felt... like, slithery, like, scariness to him. But he's very British. He's very polite. And he only kills people that are rude to him or whoever he wants to eat, kind of. And so, if, if you're going just Anthony Hopkins, Hannibal yeah. Lecter, I could see it. Because I haven't seen the, the TV show. Well, I've read the books. It's, they're different. But yeah. it, it, whatever. I... Uh, it's fine, like, and it works. But like, just kind of talking a little bit about what I didn't like about it, and it, I love Denzel Washington. I honestly do. He just wasn't the right choice for this. Like, he just didn't. He just didn't. He was too much of a cop. Like, this is right around like when Denzel started becoming like Denzel, where like no matter what movie he's in, it's gonna break all the record box office records. Which he he held that title for a while. Like, he was one of the most bankable actors out there. I can't think of another movie. Again, this is the only movie that I can think of. That, I mean, I haven't seen too many Denzel movies, sure. obviously. But can you tell me a different Denzel movie where he's doing straight sci-fi type of thing? No, he's not really a sci-fi he's guy. He's really a drama. Yeah, like drama, cop drama. drama yeah. Like historical sure. thing. Yeah, this isn't his normal thing. So I, I do appreciate him stepping out of his wheelhouse. But again, this is right before he was the, you know the cinema god that he has become this is after he's done philadelphia which is arguably one of the movies that really blasted him into his heights almost but the problem with philadelphia is that he had to share that screen with the guy who won an oscar tom hanks yeah like tom hanks yeah. gave the performance of a lifetime in that movie so it didn't really matter how good he was in that people are still going to think of that as the tom hanks movie but beyond denzel washington like it's really just those two guys because the rest of the cast is just there they don't really do much they don't really try that hard the actress i don't remember her name doesn't really do much she's still acting but she doesn't really do much in virtuosity else. yeah oh. but uh, like the, but, this... but the problem is you have like you have super straight lace denzel washington who's in like a vr lawnmower man assassin's creed-esque machine and like he's just he's too grounded in our world for the russell crowe villain who's a ai in a like nanobot machine that can heal itself by eating glass like it's just He's so weird, and everything else is so normal that it just, I, I kind of, I get what they're going for, at least what I think they're going for, is if we make everything as normal as it is today and make him as strange as possible, he'll seem that much more strange juxtaposed to the normal reality. But to me, it's just kind of world-breaking of, like, why, if you're this normal and you're this weird, why is nobody else freaking out about this? I don't know. It almost had a slightly uh, Judge Dredd feeling to it. In yeah, a, a little bit. A little bit of a weird way, because, yeah, everyone's just totally cool with all this weird shit happening around them. Yeah. Except if you run around with a gun. But that's, that again, normal. Yeah. Shouldn't run around with guns. I apologize if I sound congested. I'm getting more and more congested as we're talking. Uh, so let's move into my movie a little bit. 
and then we'll kind of talk about the similarities between them afterwards. Uh, so I chose Titan AE, like I said before, because of dated movie, didn't understand technology, weird idea of whatever the hell the future is going to be. Um, but Titan AE comes with a little bit more of an asterisk. Because uh, this came out in 2000. Came out in 2000. Uh, so five years after. And it had some real fucking heavy hitters as the writers. It was written by John August and uh, Joss Whedon and a guy I don't remember. And then it was uh, directed by a huge guy from animation, if you were into movies that weren't just Disney. Uh, and now I'm blanking on his name. You know his name. Don Bluth. Don Bluth. But he actually shared... He shared director. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so like, there's some really big people going into this thing. And they spent like a hundred, like $75 million on it. Like nearly $100 million. Something crazy. A crazy like amount Pixar of money. level of Yeah. Money. And then they expected this to be gargantuan. They got Matt Damon. They got uh, Janine Garofalo. I don't know why she was the second one I went for. Drew Barrymore. Uh, Bill Pullman. John Leguizano. Nathan Lane. Nathan Lane. Like... Big cast, Ron big cast. Perlman. Ron Perlman, like big cast. Tons of money on animation. All the two D animation is beautiful. And then they decided to add in not just three D animation, but like full blown, like computer generated, like almost like CGI effects for a normal film. Normal sounds wrong for like a live action film in an animated film. And honestly, uh, some of the effects of that particularly the dredge was not much better than the effects we had in virtuosity <laughs> yeah which at is... least in the dvd that we watched <laughs> yeah uh which i did buy an old used dvd so that must be why the effects weren't as good right uh <laughs> that's how that works but it, it's it's weird because it's it's so held back by the style they chose to go with and i've said it before in the show and i'll say it again i would rather you try something new and fail then just do everything the same the whole way through. And this movie is a prime example of they tried something new, and it definitely failed. It took, movie, a, it took a while for people to really admit that mixing 2D with 3D just doesn't really work. It just It's just weird. And this was one of the first really big swings of that. And it, it just it made no money. Worldwide made nothing. Yeah. Uh, it, it, just, it was a huge, tremendous flop. And it's really too bad, because I think at the, the core of this movie is a solid sci-fi story. With solid characters, solid motivation, kind of fun world. The, especially, like, the worlds they build in space are just unlike any other sci-fi movie I've seen. Like, it's each world they go to is distinctly different with war, different uh, uh, different plants, different animals, different species. Yeah. different. Like, they, They're not all the gen- general humanoid shape. No, almost none of them are. Like, yeah. the dredge are not... They're a little humanoid-esque, but they still kind of walk differently. But then the rest of the species are completely different. There's one... Nathan Lay's character is humanoid-esque, but not the face. Um, but then, like, Janine Garofalo's is totally different. Yeah. And then John Lozano's totally different. Like, they do really fun things and really creative things. But no matter how good the core of the movie is, it's just destroyed by the horrid mix of animation i don't think it's just the animation though i was not moved by matt damon or drew barrymore's performance yeah i that did not bother me at all when i was a kid when i saw this and i haven't watched this really probably since 2001 i want to say so a good 17 years 18 years since i've seen this uh and yeah when i was when i was younger their performance did not bother me at all and now older it's like there's a reason neither of them do voiceover acting yeah, uh, not very good. Yeah. 
And I get it. They're going more for name than performance. I understand. That's yeah. fine. But the performance from everyone else was fantastic. Yeah. Bill everyone Pullman did a really good job. Roles. Yeah, it really into it. And the the main reason why I picked this one for Chewie beyond everything that I've already said is that we're both big fans of uh, Joss Whedon and we're both big fans of Firefly. And I feel like there's a lot of stuff in this movie that later got brought into Firefly. Uh, I think some of the design of like the interior of the ships, the the Bill Pullman's character, Captain re- Joseph, Captain Joseph, really looks like Mal. He kind of walks like Mal. He's dressed like Mal. He even has a coat that's kind of like the brown coats. Yeah. Like there's a lot of design choices, and I'm not sure how much influence Joss Whedon had as the writer because he wasn't the animator and he sure wasn't the director. But there's too many similarities from one to the other that there wasn't some influence there. At least yeah. I don't think so. And then otherwise, like you you'll see little glimmers of this movie throughout a lot of sci-fi now. And it's clearly people were into it, just very few. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't see this movie when I was younger. This was in 2000. Yep. So I was a junior, no, sophomore in high school, uh, post Star Wars and everything. This should have been my bread and butter. Yeah. But it didn't capture me. Again, it just. It captured no one. Like, it I failed. I, I just always had a aversion towards. The mixing of 3D and 2D. Like, I even, when the Spider-Man animated series started doing that with yeah. the city landscapes, I was just like, ugh, stop it. Yeah, it Please. Just, I still don't think they have a real handle on it. It still yeah. looks weird when they try to it's do just, it. They, they keep trying. And yeah. Just quit it. Like, I think the only one that did it pretty well would be Into the Spider-Verse. But, but they made it a plot point. Exactly. Like, they, they did it really well. And, like, yeah. they, they did it so it was both 2D and 3D. It wasn't 2D characters in a 3D world. There yeah. were characters that could be both 2D and 3D, depending yeah. on what the scene needed. Like, it was where it's motivated. Yeah. And this one... It, As it's, a stylistic choice, it doesn't really work on its own. No. And I, I, I feel like any attempt after this one was just a mistake. <laughs> Because anyone who watched this movie, and they should have done exactly what I did. Is this would have been a very good animated film, or a very good live action film, or a very good 3D animated film. It is not good as a mixture of any of them. I'd be totally down with them making this movie as a live action film. Oh yeah. They could update it a little bit, make the relationship between the two, the male and female leads, a little less cliche. Yeah. Uh, make the the twist a little less obvious of. Oh, I bet those two guys are going to be the bad guys. Like, that's yeah. really obvious. The only twist is that they were both bad guys. Yeah. So as an experiment of couples movie night, we've kind of talked a little bit about both of them, pluses and minuses. As a pairing of a single movie night, do you think this is a good pairing? Not completely, no. <laughs> I mean, we chose them because they're movies that stuck with us from our youth. Sure. Like, whatever reason, yeah. we enjoyed them and still think of them to today. So yep. that's there's a good pairing there because yeah. it gives us, you know... A look into each other's uh, psyches even more than we might have already had. Right. But you and we both know that we have very odd tastes. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the themes of these movies don't match up. The style of them don't really match up. Like, I don't know. I, I think the, the themes, sure, don't match up. But the, the style, I think, are kind of there. Like, they're both this weird sort of... Am I serious? Am I not? Do I have jokes? Do I not? Like, they both kind of have this weird straddling, I want to be very serious and funny at the same time. Now, animation does that 
all the time. And especially Don Bluth would do that all the time. He'd make very, very serious, hard-hitting stories and go, it's for kids. <laughs> like Secret of Nim. Like that's... that's one of the reasons why I personally have always loved Don Bluth because he's, to me, one of the filmmakers in history that understands you can scare kids. It's yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. They'll absorb a bunch of it and then when they get older, they'll watch the movie again and enjoy it for different reasons. And that's where I think Titan A.E. kind of lacks a little bit. I, yeah, I, it's, I, I don't really think it, it's a good go-back to. I think it's a very good go-back to. I think it's a good movie for people in their 20s and 30s. I think they should have just gone full R-rated with it. Because they made a very adult story with adult characters, adult themes, adult consequences. And then said it's for kids. People get just blatantly murdered in this. Like, yeah. like rough. Like the cook just gets splattered against a wall, yeah. literally, because he's a bug. Yeah, and then other guys get their necks snapped. Like, it's not an easy movie to watch no. if you're at all squeamish. Like, it's kind of a, a heavy movie. But kind of like, you know, Land Before Time. Dinosaurs are dying left and right in that movie. Sure, I mean, that, that's Don Bluth for you. Yeah. <laughs> but even Land Before Time still had more of a kid edge to it, because they're kids. Yeah. They are kids. And like this one, there's no children in it. Like Cal is a kid in the beginning, but that's all of five minutes. And then at the end of that sequence, Earth gets destroyed. Yes. All of those people die. Like So it's just a, it's a dark sci-fi movie. That's why I think it kind of fits with virtuosity. Because virtuosity is kind of the same thing. Like, oh, this is all the fun stuff we could do with this technology. Or it could be bleak and awful. The bleak aspect of virtuosity is its commentary on media and its obsession with death. Yeah. Because there is, there's commentary in virtuosity. I mean, it seems something we're all familiar with at this point, but I think but in 1995 it yeah. was more interesting, maybe. I'm not sure if it was more interesting. It was just more, I don't want to say ahead of its time because I don't want to give the movie too many compliments. But, <laughs> but it was that sort of like, yeah, like the, the whole point of russell crowe killing people is he wants to do it in front of an audience yeah and whenever he starts doing it in front of an audience people pay attention yeah and he gets like high off of it yeah he gets angry when he gets turned off yeah so there's a lot of things to say i think in both movies and i just don't think i don't think either one of them fully stuck their landings but i think in both of them there is absolutely a nugget or two of just pure joy and you should definitely see both of them they're definitely worth a watch. For Titan AE, I think, especially for its time, it was one of the best sci-fi movies to come out for story and character. For everything else, ugh. <laughs> and you can't even remotely talk about the soundtrack for either film without oh, throwing God. up in your mouth a little bit. Neither. <laughs> I had forgotten how bad the soundtrack was in my movie, and then I was wholly unimpressed with the soundtrack in your movie. It didn't help that with our movie we had the, sound, the subtitles on, so you got to read the lyrics as they happened. It's yeah. like, oh, this is on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> but like there was parts of your film when the music should have been like high energy like we're supposed to be having fun in this moment but they just seemed kind of low and more like a jam session thing than an actual yeah. like we're going on an adventure song yeah it's kind of weird or they should have just gone to the future and seen Firefly and gone oh we should go western western <laughs> should be the theme yeah. that's a good way to go uh Honestly, however much I enjoy that film, the chemistry behind Denzel and Russell Crowe is not really there. Nah. I, uh... I don't... Was Russell Crowe in an American Gangster? Yeah. He was? Uh-huh. 
It Maybe was, they got better when they got older. It was better there. Because American yeah. Gangster isn't a bad movie. It's a way too long of a movie. But it's not a bad movie. And they have better chemistry yeah. now? Yeah. Okay. So, maybe I, yeah. Like, that, to me, that would be the biggest drawback. Because however much I enjoy this movie and I enjoy their interactions. And I compared it to Batman and <laughs> yeah, the Joker. That's a big compliment. But they don't have that relationship, really. I think... Uh, I'll do your movie the solid of saying it's not either one of their faults. I think because the movie is so stuck on he's a Looney Tune character and the rest of you are from Reservoir Dogs that it just <laughs> <laughs> by sticking to their characters they locked themselves out of chemistry. Yeah. Is what I think happened. Alright, I think that's kind of everything we can say on these two for right now. Is there something we've missed that you wanted to talk about? Well... If I was going to add one other thing to maybe get other people interested in seeing virtuosity other than what we've cited, I think this is a great opportunity to see a very trim Russell Crowe butt that I don't know if you got to see in the other films. He does some stretches, a little bit of yoga. And they black out his penis. They blur it out. I don't know. Somehow. At least you hope they do, otherwise it's not really... Or he has no penis. Yeah, Because he does, he does quite a squat. Yeah, and does. we should have seen, <laughs> taking from a different episode, some backle there. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, yeah, he might not be as trim nowadays, but he was trim back then. He was. And he had a very itty bitty butt. It was ah, good. Just a little butt. I liked it. Yeah, just, I liked it. Just a little butt. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, my movie also had two butts. We got both male and female butt in my movie. They were animated characters, and that wasn't any of the 3D stuff. But I'll say, they were well-animated butts. I did like it when Matt Damon was like, I'm naked here. And no one was like, oh, we don't care. We don't care. And I'm like, is that an insult or a compliment? Or I don't know. Maybe a little bit of both. Yeah. It's an insult. You're not impressive naked. It's a compliment. Eh, whatever. Eh. I guess that's not a compliment. Mm. Uh, so that's really it for today. I'd say this, was, this worked out. We'll see how many yeah. of these we can... We can churn out. I'm not sure if it'll be a, a normal standing Mustard. feature or not. Um, <coughs> I know John has expressed interest in doing one of these with Jandy, so it could mm. be. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, so next week, be sure to tune in where we will be talking how to phrase this. So IMDb has a bottom 250 movies. They're user-generated based off user reviews. Uh, I wanted to be a little bit meaner to our people around the table than normal and i decided to make it bottom 100 so out of that 250 you can go from 100 to 1 you can pick any movie in there and you have to defend it as if it's the best movie you've ever seen so starting next so next thursday we will have the bottom 100 of imdb battle and we have some real real losers at the table like the cream of the crop of fucking awful movies they're not losers they just didn't perform well they're losers they are offensive. They are bad. One of them almost made me leave my apartment. It was the worst movie. One of them did make me angry for about two days. Yeah. It is, it, woof, there's some bad movies on the table, and I am so excited to talk about them. John will be our judge on that one, which will be a lot of fun. And coming up after that, we have more movies, and I don't remember what all they are. So look forward to all of those. Uh, quick, quick, quick round of plugs. Be sure to watch Superstore for Chewy here. Yep. Uh, and Drunk History for all of our friends back yes. at Drunk History. They got honored at the adg awards how awesome i did not see that uh and then for uh us and after the hype be sure to listen to venture bros every monday listen to samwise on tuesdays listen to us on thursdays listen to demon days on whatever day it comes out and listen to a dog's (laughs) podcast on whatever day it comes out coming Uh, soon uh and that's it 
for us. Yes. Bye. 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 <laughs>